Welcome back for this week's episode of the YBR Remo Show. I'm Dean Lawton, and I can't wait to share with you what we have in store for today's episode. Um, but before I do, I just want to remind you, please subscribe to wherever you're listening to this uh, or watching this on YouTube. Uh, and if you like it, please give us a like. That means the world to us. And especially your comments. Uh, engage with us. Let us know what you're liking, what you're not. And whatever we can go deeper on, we're, we're all ears. For this week's episode, we're going to get into the cost comparison of A lending, alternative lending, or otherwise known as B lending, and private lending. And as we go through each of those those lending uh, demographics, we're gonna touch on some of the new clients that we're seeing uh, fall in each of these buckets. And I think this is gonna be a, a real uh, impactful episode for anyone that's you know wondering how can I move forward if they're stuck, especially clients that are you know stuck at their bank. So uh, we have a lot in store for you and I can't wait to share with you. So please uh, have a listen. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. So there's a lot of confusion in our industry in the different buckets of lending that are available, um, typically referred to as A, B, and C. So we wanted to dig into these in detail. Uh, we'll start off with A lending. We've actually done a three-year cost comparison of what the finance cost will run you for these different types of finance. Keep in mind, this is all subjective, depending on your situation and credit ratings and income and, and down payment amounts. Um, but we'll start off with A lending, Dean, if you want to run through that. It'll be important to understand like who gets placed into these buckets, especially in today's current market. That is different. Um, we're seeing a lot, a lot of a different, uh, I guess you could say, avatar of a client going towards an a say an alternative lender than we we might be you know historically familiar with we'll jump into some of the costs and then we'll touch on just who those people are that are we're seeing fall into these buckets so in today's market these this is an average rate range we are seeing rates lower on certain terms uh, right now but in in general with the big five banks and all the credit unions that you would be familiar with we're seeing an average rate range of somewhere around 5.79%. Again, depending on the term, and that's a fixed term, and so depending on how many years are, are in that term. We can touch on variable in a, in, a, in a later date, but those are obviously a little bit higher now, and that's probably a whole other topic that we can get into. So if we're gonna go with a 5.79 rate range, we're gonna look at numbers on a $500,000 mortgage. That's about the average mortgage size that we see in our office. And in, in looking at that over a 30-year amortization, the total cost on the monthly approach would be $2,908 per month um, for a $500,000 mortgage at 5.79%. And we wanted to try to summarize this in a three-year total cost approach. Reason being is the average Canadian has a mortgage for about 3.2 years. So let's look at this as a three-year total cost. So the total cost of this mortgage at this interest rate would be $84,155 in the total three-year um, outlook that, that I provided here. So, so we'll note that um, and then we'll compare that to the, to the B approach um, or, or alternative lending approach when we get there. But maybe we could just touch on like some of the people that we see now falling in the, in the, the A lending bucket. Yeah, and again, the goal here is to unpack these different buckets of lending and, and what they mean and what the lenders are offering and why people would end up there. And and by no means are we are we trying to suggest that, you know, 
falling in place with an alternative or B lender is going to be better than A. If you qualify with an A or conventional lender, that is always going to be your best option. Maybe not for flexibility, but it's always going to be the lowest cost. There are no fees. You're typically always going to see the lowest possible rates. To qualify with these lenders, as we all know, if you've been through a mortgage in the last three to five years, it's very, very challenging to secure lending from these lenders. Um, they're very, very picky. So like your credit needs to be absolutely perfect. And if it isn't perfect, we need to have a very good story as to what happened um, at that point and what caused the potential hurdle. Um, and that's where planning come, really comes in handy in these situations. You know, having a detailed discussion on, you know, what caused the missed payments and why and building that story before you're presenting your application to a lender, that's really going to go a long way. Uh, but for the most part, they're looking for perfect credit. Uh, anyone that's heard of an insured mortgage, so that's typically a less than 20% down purchase mortgage. Um, the only option for that type of financing is through an A lender. So these are your banks, your credit unions and mortgage finance companies. Um, so again, insured mortgages, your only options are through A lenders. You're never going to have a B lender playing in that space. The last big piece, I mean, there, there's obviously a lot of regulation that comes around this and, and qualification is always going to be the most challenging with A lenders, but the income side of it, this can be a huge piece. So, you know, maybe someone that's been a commissioned sales role for, for less than two years, or, you know, maybe it's someone that, that has started their business six months ago. These are always going to be situations that are typically not going to fall in place with an A lender and you're push over to the next bucket. A lenders are looking for, you know, someone that's been uh, full-time employed with consistent pay stubs. This is something that people don't think a lot of. If your pay stubs are not showing 40 hours a week, oftentimes conventional lenders actually won't accept your income unless you've been there for two years because your, your income fluctuates too much. Um, if you're self-employed, they're going to be looking for two full years of tax returns, not just running your business for two years. It's actually having two full years of tax returns and they're qualifying you based on your net income. So just to kind of recap, conventional or A lending is your best bet if you qualify, but it is going to be the most challenging bucket to fall into place with. Yeah. So just to kind of like wrap that up, it's, it's very challenging in a lot of these cases, just based on what you said, it's, it's, it's a tough bucket to get approved in, especially if you're self-employed. Uh, it can be very challenging just based on those points that you made. And also one of the biggest challenges we're seeing is the stress test. There's been no change or, or any revision to the stress test from the government uh, perspective. So um, that's, that's a big challenge to get even just your normal employee client approved in this bucket because of the fact that the stress test uh, rate is so much higher based on the rates being higher today. So again, no change to the stress test other than just the natural change of the rates have gone up. So it's, it's harder to qualify for as much as we could in the past. And that's a good segue into the B lending bucket is, is that's where we'll start to see some flexibility. And that's where we start to see, you know, some of the the numbers uh, work in your favor and it makes sense to look at B lending and and we call it B lending but I would say more more commonly known as alternative lending nowadays so like what is an alter alternative lender um, what does their cost look like and I can I can touch on some of that right now so moving moving over to the alternative lending side or B lending side looking at the same mortgage amount five hundred thousand dollars um, rate 6.3% on average. That's kind of what we're seeing right now, 6.3%. So going from a 5.79 to a 6.3, um, yeah, of course, a higher rate, but for a lot of people, that it actually surprises them that it's not more than that. And, and I'll touch on where, where the higher cost comes into play, and that's gonna be on the fee. So this is where a fee is introduced. 
could be a new concept or, or a surprising concept for a lot of people. Um, we're typically seeing anywhere from one to one and a half percent fees for, for alternative lending products. So let's use a high end. It should never be more than one and a half percent. And on a $500,000 mortgage, that means $7,500 is, is being added to the loan um, in the case of a refinance. Or if you're purchasing, you have to essentially come up with an additional $7,500 to make this deal work. So that's where that's where you're going to see a big increase cost. And again, make, set, make might help you understand why the rate is, is not that much more. So that's the increased cost is, is, is in a whole is 6.3% rate uh, and a $7,500 fee. Um, this is where it could be quite beneficial to consider alternative lending is, is what the payment looks like. So the payment from 6.3% is going to be $3,068 a month, $2,908 in, in the, um, in the A comparison that we were looking at. So, you know, on average, $170 increase a month, again, not a huge increase per month. Something that you would totally look to do if it meant actually getting you approved versus not getting you approved, that could be, you know, a real easy decision. Um, but again, what, where is the $7,500 coming to play? The most important thing to note is it's only a one-time fee. So if we're looking at this as a total three-year comparison, like we did in the, in the A lending approach, total cost is going to be $99,129 in three years versus what we noted in the A side was $84,155. So um, roughly, we're looking at roughly an additional 3,500 a year. If we're looking at this as a three-year approach, about $3,500 a year in, in, in additional costs. So if that means getting approved versus not getting approved to buy a home that, you know, we know is going to, you know, we're buying an arguably a very, very much a bottom of the market scenario or getting close to being at the bottom of the market, that could be a no brainer to, to some serious appreciation down the road. So that's definitely a plus to consider. And looking at this as a total cost approach is the idea here is that this isn't a bad thing. Like the myth behind alternative lending is it's, 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 it's a bad product. It's, it's expensive, but knowing the true cost and looking at it as a whole approach versus you know, the, the benefits and the opportunities is, is really what we're trying to hone in on here. And I think when you look at it that way, you know, there is a lot of positive um, in, in going this way versus just not doing anything, not acting. Yeah. A couple of things from a listener's perspective, you're probably going like, why the hell would I take a product like this? But again, digging into what Dean referenced about, you know, like, why would I not be getting a mortgage from an A lender? Well, back to the issues that we talked about, like maybe your income isn't presented as it should be. Maybe your credit isn't perfect. Like maybe you're not qualifying because of the stress test. So this is where these alternative lenders and and I think the whole industry is trying to work away from B lending because it doesn't sound very promising. But these are, I mean, just to touch on the lenders, one of the questions I get all the time is like, who's a B lender? Like, are these private lenders or is this is like some guy in, in his garage that's lending money? Like these are institutional banks, right? Uh, they're actual banks. A lot of them actually have branches and they have online portals just as a lot of mortgage finance companies do. And the mortgage itself is a very, very, very similar product to what you would get from a traditional A lender, right? Like there, there aren't a lot of differences. Some of the penalty calculations can be a little bit different, but at the end of the day, the big piece that's a difference is the cost. So if you can justify the cost and it's allowing you to move forward with your purchase, these programs are amazing, especially in this market. And some of the reasons for that, um, you know, we saw quite a few alternative lenders come to the table before A lenders offering 40-year amortization, right? A lot of the A lenders that you're hearing about offering a 40-year amortization are only doing that in situations where people actually need assistance. 
the alternative lenders have come to the table saying like, we'll offer this on a purchase if you qualify for it. Um, again, like these lenders are allowing you to push forward if your credit isn't perfect. And it doesn't have to be just not perfect. I mean, we've done alternative mortgages for people with 450 credit scores, right? If it's a life situation and we can justify the reasoning, and I'm talking like a divorce, right? Like these are situations that can absolutely destroy someone's financial situation and they're trying to get back into it. So if, if the story makes sense, these lenders are uh, a little bit more lenient. They have a lot more flexibility. Um, the income piece, right? We talked about self-employed. The amount of self-employed borrowers that we have helped into a property that they've been declined for on the A side, I can't even count. Like there's hundreds, if not thousands of people, and they've benefited dramatically from getting into that property, even though the cost was a little bit higher. Um, one consideration, just so that everyone knows, and I touched on this in the A-landing section, you have to have a minimum of 20% down to achieve an alternative mortgage. You cannot get an insured mortgage through an alternative or, or B-type lender just because of the exceptions that they're typically making. Now, like the cost comparison, you know, we're talking $3,500 a year, you know, maybe $12,000, dollars $14,000 over three years where... If this allowed you to get into the market now into a property that you otherwise weren't going to be able to purchase, it's not unreasonable to think that a townhome in Langley is going to appreciate by $150,000 in three years, right? So you kind of have to look at it like a cost of doing business, uh, opportunity cost if you don't take that approach. And this last piece, you know, we talk about a fee of $7,500 on a $500,000 mortgage being the top end on the fee. But if we circle back to A lending and insured mortgage, the highest in CMHC premium that you can pay is 4%. So like we're talking about a 1.5% fee for a B lender or alternative lender to get you into a home. Whereas that person who maybe has perfect credit and they have strong income and they're buying with 5% down, they're actually paying 4% in a CMHC premium to purchase that home. But that cost isn't really frowned upon just because it's an A-type mortgage, right? Yeah. So there's a ton yeah. of benefit in this alternative space right now. And a lot of our clients are are taking advantage of that. Uh, like to wrap all that up, a new trend that I'm seeing and like everything you mentioned of why would somebody land here is typically qualification issues or challenges at the bank, which are all gonna come back to a qualification issue. Um, we're seeing a lot of clients go in this direction for an actual cheaper cost per month with the 40-year amortizations, with these extended amortizations. If you know, if they can buy a home with that from the from the onset, it will potentially make their home uh, cash flow. If this is a rental property, they could look at an increased cash flow situation. So, like in this same alternative lending scenario that we went through, if we had a forty-year amortization, it brings the payment down to closer to twenty-eight hundred dollars a month, which is actually a cheaper amount per month than the A lending approach. So, from a cash flow perspective, this could make a lot more sense. And then that, you know, so we are seeing clients go in this direction just to have it potentially a better cash flow situation. Um, but then that also is going to equate to a higher qualification too. So that, that you know, back to the qualification side of things, lower payment qualifying for on what we would consider higher ratios, which is, you know, at another topic in its, in its own right when it comes to debt service ratios and whatnot. But we're seeing people actually um, save money per month out of pocket with one of these uh with one of these lending options another consideration is so these markets they always change right like right now we're looking at alternative mortgage rates that are about half a percent higher some lenders if you compare them they're actually very very close but we'd wanted to be conservative here it's not always like this right so if you jump into a three-year mortgage with an alternative lender you could be up for renewal in 2026 and the alternative rates could be a lot higher than what's being offered through the conventional a lenders 
the reason I bring that up is if you can get out of an alternative mortgage over time, like a credit issue as an example, if your credit's not perfect right now, we can set you up on a credit repair program so that when you are up for renewal in one, two, three, four years, you can transition back to the A lenders. I think you should always have a goal of getting back to a conventional lender because we have seen times where alternative rates are one and a half percent higher than the banks. So that will fluctuate. This is a little bit unique and that's why a lot of people are taking advantage of it because the rates aren't much different and the fee a lot of people can justify paying it to make a purchase or a refinance happen. Um, yeah, these are historical times. Like the gap from interest rate and total cost is is as close as it's ever been. Um, so these these products make a lot of sense now. Where we are, where we are in you know say fast forward two years from now, rates should have come down by that point. So of course it would make more sense to to look at an A option. Moving away from this, the last bucket of of opportunity that we see is private lending. This is you know, going to be your your typical feared lender, like the guy with the briefcase of cash. Like that's not the case as well, but you know that is that is definitely the the myth and and perception of a private lender is going to be somebody that you definitely don't want to be with. And you know, you can argue in a lot of cases that this probably isn't an option for a lot of people. Just totally scenario dependent. We'll get into you know we'll get into like why it makes sense, um, but just from a cost perspective. Costs are a lot higher in this bucket, just like the other two buckets right now, given the market we're in. So again, looking at a $500,000 mortgage as a comparison, fee, there is a fee, just like an alternative lender, we have fees. They're gonna be higher in this case than we would see on an alternative lender. So typically 2% fee is kind of the minimum that we see on the alternative lender side. So for a $500,000 mortgage, that's now $10,000 a rate. The average rate we're seeing on first position mortgages right now is 8.99%. That's also quite high from where we were. I mean, if we go back to the the good old days of February of 2022, um, you know, that could have been as low as 5.49%, depending. Uh, so again, 8.99%, that's up from 6.3% in the alternative situation. Uh, amortizations here, it's always going to be interest only. Well, not always, but I would say nine times out of 10, the lender is going to offer you an interest only payment. So helps with the total payment amount, um, total payment out of pocket here would be about $3,745 and 84 cents. So a little bit, uh, you know, we're looking at that as a comparison again to the alternative scenario. It's about $700 more per month. Um, so that's a big jump, but Again, I think it really depends on why we're going here. Why we're going here could not only make a lot of sense as to, you know, hey, there is no other options, but looking at the total cost, I think a big reason why we're going here, I'll let you kind of take it over from here, but is debt consolidation and what is the total, what does the total debt scenario look like from a monthly cost perspective? And that's where you could justify potentially looking at one of these options for two you know, bring down the total cost of borrowing as a whole. You know, we've done, again, probably thousands of private mortgages while we've been in this industry. And every single time, like there's a reason for it, right? No one is taking this mortgage if they don't need it or or it doesn't make sense or there isn't an exit strategy. Like we talked about, you know, the alternative lending piece and getting back to an A lender. If someone's taking a private mortgage, especially, I know I can comment on this if you're working with us, you're taking that mortgage with an understanding of what you need to do to get out of it. Because nobody in this world wants to be sitting in a 9% mortgage forever. It doesn't make sense financially, right? Well, for some people, they can justify it, but there's always a make sense situation. So 
couple examples. You know, we've had people call us and say, hey, you know, I've racked up a lot of debt. That's very common right now. We just went through Christmas. People are facing layoffs, gas and food and everything else in, in life is expensive. Maybe your mortgage payments have gone up. So when that happens, you start to use credit cards and lines of credit. And, you know, there are some people, a lot of people that are getting into a little bit of, you know, trouble financially. And the fallback, luckily, we have this fallback where we live. A lot of people have a lot of equity in their homes, right? So, you know, one example, people came to us and said, hey, you know what, we got about $100,000 in debt, we need, to, we need to consolidate, we want to refinance, we want to redo our whole mortgage. So we look at that and see that they have a 1.9% fixed rate mortgage with four years remaining. That would be an awful move and awful advice if we redid that whole mortgage into a 5.79% product with a bank, right? Even though it's an A lender, it wouldn't make sense because they're losing that 1.9% on a big chunk of money that they had mortgaged. So instead, you know, you do a second mortgage through a private lender at nine, 10%, uh, and that blended average is going to work out if you take, you know, $600,000 at 1.9 and 100,000 at 9%, that blended average is going to work out to something very reasonable, probably in the three and a half, right? They get to continue to maintain their really cheap mortgage for four years. And the goal is once they're up for renewal, we're going to refinance and consolidate everything into one conventional mortgage. So that's really, really common right now. Um, a few other you know scenarios that we've seen is uh, again there's opportunity in this market it's it's a scary market for sure there's a lot of uh, skepticism which i think is fair but there's a lot of investors that see the value because properties have come down a lot and some of these people might be leveraged maybe they don't qualify for the mortgage but they have equity or they have cash uh, and if a bank tells them no and an alternative lender tells them no this is your last stop and some people can still justify buying a property you know maybe renovating building up that equity and then selling it so that's a scenario that's very case by case. I think you need to be a pretty uh, savvy investor to do something like that in a market like this. But these are situations when every other option says no. If you can if you can figure out this cost and work it into your business plan and there's still profit, it's a cost of doing business. Right? Yeah. So just to kind of end it there, one of the you know the very interesting things or something I find very interesting is that the different people, the different types of clients that are falling in these buckets and. And private lending, I mean, this was kind of based on, you know, an acquisition type of approach or, or the same loan amount. But, you know, the, one of the biggest reasons we're seeing people land with a private lender is just to get that second mortgage, preserve what they have in first position with their, you know, their great low rate of 1.89 fixed or anything in the low twos or threes, even for that matter, even the 4% range. These are rates that we're now considering absolutely fantastic rates that we would not want to break and for any reason. And so to take, you know, $100,000, $200,000 in a second mortgage product makes a lot of sense to, to ultimately just, again, preserve that what they have already and pay down much, much higher interest debt. So again, you know, I, I think the one of that's one of the most interesting parts of all of this is just the avatars and the different types of people that are falling in these buckets and now needing the education on who these lenders are, why are they getting with these lenders and and again just having like the actual education to why this is the right lending product for you and not just being you know having it jammed down your throat like actually telling you why this makes sense and showing you the numbers like like we're trying to outline here today is is the most important because at the end of the day the numbers don't lie and uh and that's that's really you know that's really the guts of, uh, of it all from my side you know I, I i scream this till i'm blue in the face but going through this process to understand what your options are there is no harm 
it's maybe going to take you as the client an hour to do an application and submit some documents. It's going to take us a couple days to work through it and present it to you. And you just have to go through that to understand your numbers and look at your payments and, and, and do some budgeting, right? And like, there's just a lot of fear around like, what if I don't qualify? My credit was, you know, shit when I was 19. Is this going to impact me now? And so many people don't reach out because they're worried about that. And they'll go to their bank instead and the bank's going to say no. And they won't present that next alternative option. They don't know the private lending companies, right? So yeah. anyways, just as a parting word, reach out to us. There's absolutely no harm in going through this process. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're not going to qualify, but we can show you what you need to do to get there. Yeah. And we'll just end it there. I mean, it's, uh, we appreciate you listening. And if, if you, obviously, if you're enjoying this, or you're listening for the first time, make sure to subscribe. Um, all the, the buttons are down below on wherever you're listening to this or watching this. And um, yeah, definitely, definitely shoot us a comment if, if you're enjoying this content and you want more and whatever you do want to hear more about, we're all ears. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thanks for listening.